I'm known podcaster and con man, Dustin. I'm known as the ghostly Sylvia. I'm Bob. <laughs> and this is Movies, Movies Against, against time. time. Please! This is for talking! For the fugitive! You ruined Schindler's Rest! All Jackie Chan's movies! Boogie Nights! And Big Mama's House! This is Movies Against Time. The show where we take a look back at the movies from the past and see if they hold up against time. And this week is Bob's pick. Bob. The Frighteners. <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Yes. I wanted to pick a Michael J. Fox movie for a while, but I really didn't want to go directly to Back to the Future. Yeah. It seems like the go-to when people mention his name. <laughs> that is like his movie. Yeah. Yeah. No one can think of Back to the Future without him. Yep. Michael P. Keaton. I thought this was a good one. He was in it, so I went with that. <laughs> I had never seen this before. This really? is my first time. So neither one of you ever saw it before. No. No. Huh. It had caught me out kinda of left field. Kind of surprising. <laughs> <laughs> You're usually all about horror movies. <laughs> I am, and I think... It's not really a horror movie, but... Well, that's the whole thing. I think if I had caught it and if it was anywhere near the middle and not the beginning, I would have never stayed on the channel. Really? <laughs> it reminded me of a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had some comedic tones to it. It's a comedy horror, but yeah. not in the way that Scary Movie is a comedy horror. Right. Yeah. Like, it's smarter than yeah, that. Yeah, it's not like a spoof. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, I'd never seen it. I had caught the museum scene. Just flipping through channels when I was younger, yeah, and saw death flying by. But at that time, I wasn't into that. That was terrifying. <laughs> I wasn't really a scary movie kid. As an adult, yeah. I can watch them. As a kid, I was like, better steer clear. Oh, <laughs> oh we're on, we're on. <laughs> this is the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Uh, well, Grim- I'm gonna flip, flip back to Scooby Doo. <laughs> Actually, the exact scene where I turned it off was when the Grim Reaper had the scythe under Michael J. Fox's chin when he's driving. Oh, That's yeah. when I was like, see you later. I'm going to Cartoon Network. <laughs> <Gotta go. laughs> yeah. This ain't back to the future. It was way too intense for my little 11-year-old mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily remember the first time I saw this one. I mean, I mean, I remember I liked it, but I can't. I really can't place the time when I first saw it. It was a while ago. <laughs> and we, we turned it on. We first went to watch it, I think, three, four days ago. We turned it on. It was like 10 o'clock at night. But I didn't realize it was a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. And... <laughs> Everyone probably knows Peter Jackson's pretty famous for a long movie, (laughs) maybe about 20, 30 minutes longer than it needs to be. Unless you're talking about The Hobbits, in which case that series was two movies longer than it needed to be. (laughs) (laughs) I like those movies. Yeah. A lot of people do, but they're very long. Like the the five armies, you could probably whittle down to about an hour. (laughs) It's a four hour movie. (laughs) But it's beautiful the whole way through. It is. Oh, visually <laughs> stunning. Yeah. That's another thing Peter Jackson's known for is special effects. Yeah. Which were pretty good in this for a time. Yeah, they really were. He, I was watching an interview with him talking about it. Because he's known for... I don't know if you guys ever watched like Dead Alive. I, I, I recognize the name, but I can't place it. I feel like I watched it, but I'm having the same problem Bob is. It's just like an old splatter movie. He was, he's yeah. good at those zombie splatter movies. That's what he used to do. Okay. The first one that he did that got him any real recognition and a lot was Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, I remember that. That one, he had a computer. He'd watched Jurassic Park, and he just was convinced in the theater, <clears throat> this is the future of movies. 
<laughs> is, is special effects. Yeah. So he got a computer. He well, did Heavenly. He's, he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> did Heavenly Creatures with, he started, it was called Weta Limited, was the <laughs> name of his special effects company. Weta Limited was one computer, and that's how they did Heavenly Creatures. And if you, I don't know if you guys had watched it. I hadn't. I watched clips just because yeah. we were doing this one. But that's the movie that Danny Elfman decided he would help. And he said, any movie you want me to do the score yeah. for, I'll do it. After <laughs> yeah. watching Heavenly Creatures. Robert Zemeckis was impressed with it and gave him the option to make this. Right. But in this one, he needed 36 computers. <laughs> he went from one to 36. Yeah, there was a lot going on in this one. You got the transparent ghost. You got the guy going through the walls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the chicken walking. The chicken walking is <laughs> That was yeah. my favorite. <laughs> That's the fun stuff in this. But it's not scary. It I wasn't scary. Remember he told him? Yeah, yeah. He's right. He's like, lose the chicken. It wasn't <laughs> scary. <laughs> Originally, this was supposed to be another like Bordello of Blood or Night Demon, another Tales from the Crypt feature. Right. Yeah, they had the idea that it was going to be That's either what... either an episode of Tales from the Crypt or a Tales from the Crypt movie. Right. And then after they, they, they gave Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson, which, you know, Peter Jackson and his wife, they were to make the, the script. And when Zemeckis read it, he realized it was strong enough to be its own thing. It doesn't need to be attached to anything. Right. Mm. I agree with Peter Jackson. His complaint, because, you know, this wasn't a big hit. This was a kind of a flop. They right. made about the money back. They they partly blame Sylvester Stallone for that. Uh, what? I did not see anything like that. Really? Because uh, he had that that movie where they were trapped in the the tunnel. What was that called? Sunlight, daylight, Day, daylight, daylight, daylight. Yeah, daylight. It came out the same time as this. Okay. And Sylvester Stallone was still huge at the time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I I agree. Yeah, for sure. They they were supposed to release on October. Right. It was going to be a scary movie that releases around Halloween, which was Jackson's right. idea. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> they realized they weren't getting the special effects done in time. So they went to ask for more money and it kind of worked both ways. They got more money, but then they boosted the release time by four months. <laughs> also, what didn't help was the advertising, like the posters and stuff. Yeah. It shows nothing to do with it's the movie. Just. Just a face kind of pushing through a white yeah. wall. Yeah. It tells you nothing about the movie. Yep. And tons of movies do that. When they, when they came out on DVD, the covers were a lot better. What would have been the po- like the poster for the DVD what was a lot better. It actually showed the actors in it. Right. The trailer kind of was a comedy trailer. It didn't show much horror in it. Yeah. They wrote it planning on getting a PG-13 rating. Yeah, that's what he was going for. And the ratings board just refused. They're, they're stuck on our rating. He, he made all kinds of edits to the movie, trying to get them to change it. They, they absolutely would not change it. They kept it R rating. So then he decided he was just going to, well, if it's going to be R, we're going to make it an R movie. Yeah. <laughs> he made it a little more gory. Unfortunately, by that time, he didn't have much time to do it. Like right. I think the only thing he really changed was Dammers, FBI yeah, agent Dammers' death. Yeah, it got blown off. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and on TV, you'll see the original cut. You'll see where he gets shot with the shotgun in the chest and blown through the doors. Mm-hmm. But in the movie... <laughs> the head comes off, yes. the ghost comes yeah, out. Yeah, clean off. And, Looks and his ghostly head is still sitting there. His like tongue's withering or something. Something's withering around his neck. Yeah. Which that irritated because I feel like if someone's head gets blown off, the ghost body should have the ghost body and then him having to hold his head in his hand. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that should be how it always go when a head gets blown off. <laughs> yeah. It's like a headless horseman vibe. Like yes. <laughs> but we're talking about the guy who did Dead Alive, which I, sh- I should have had a 
clip ready or something to show you guys, but it's gruesome, bloody. Yeah. Like he can do rated R. That's yeah. Challenge accepted. Sure. But he wasn't going for that. So yeah. that that kind of hurt too. It, it it became like a is this for kids or for adults? Right. I think it goes in the adults. Yeah, it had a <laughs> it had a few things going against it when it came out. One thing I noticed, and we'll probably talk about it more later. I love Danny Elfman. His style works really good in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But towards the third act, when it gets really intense, his music doesn't help. Yeah. Like when Patricia's chasing them through the old hospital, shooting them with the shotgun, he's doing the Danny Elfman soundtrack. And it's not a suspenseful soundtrack. It's more of like the whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really help. Right. I should have had that to play for you guys to. <laughs> we'll add it in later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. He's not really good at suspense. He's good at whimsical, creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when there's an active shotgun chasing and shooting at you, that's not the. That's not the music you're wanting. It almost sounds. Seems like we're gonna see something amazing come out of a shed. Or something like this should be a bright light coming out. I don't know. The beginning of the movie had caught me really good. But after the ghosts came out of the trunk of the cars, I kind of got lost again. (laughs) But that's because it's the comedy part. I don't do comedy very well. Yeah. And this is a movie that you can't just watch the first time. Because I don't care who you are. You're not catching everything the first time. And the movie doesn't make sense. It's one, the more that you watch, the more you like it, because the more you understand it. It has so much going on that you need to watch it more than once. Agreed. That's what I was getting into. I, I started talking to Bob earlier today about the movie. We, we try not to talk about the movie. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I mean, it was, it's hefty. He was like, yeah. what do you mean by hefty? I mean, like, pay attention the whole movie, because they're... So much. There's always something happening. There's a lot going on in yeah. the background. They tell you a lot about the... I mean... There's a lot of exposition dump, too. The movie starts out with Magda, the head of the Gazette, right. pretty much reading a rough draft of an article, which tells us the entire story of the movie. <laughs> like, so yeah. She's basically looking us in the screen and telling us everything that happened to this point. <laughs> that was the argument they were having. Um, Peter Jackson wanted to shoot the entire movie in New Zealand. He wanted right. New Zealand workers to do the special effects. He wanted it all to be a New Zealand-based. And the, the studio wanted him to use special effects artists from you know us to help and when he disagreed with that they pushed it up four months mm-hmm. they're like okay well we're gonna find some kind of happy medium here i wonder if they thought the u.s special effects people would have just got it done quicker that one ghost kept reminding me of the guy from uh hot tub time machine Which- craig robinson yeah yeah, yeah. You're talking about chai mcbride yep yeah cyrus he reminded me of him a lot yeah <laughs> same feel he had the best lines in the movie it was good yeah <laughs> I, I kept, there was like certain times where I kept thinking to myself, that's him. That, no, that, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, the first time I watched it, I'm staring at Dammers like, what the, is that Jim Carrey? Because when he's <laughs> yeah. really going off in the interrogation with Lucy, it's like, he's tapping into Carrie. It seems yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> there was something, he, he went overboard with that character. <laughs> As the movie went on, I realized, no, it's not him. If it was him, it'd be way more Carrie than that. I kept asking myself, and he works in the FBI. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, what version did you watch? Me and Sylvia, we watched the extended cut. 
the two and I a half or two hour and five don't minutes. Don't think I watched the extended one. Okay, so did you see a scene where he explains what he did? Like how? Who's explaining what? Wait a minute. There's a scene where Patricia's in the car, in his car, and he gets out. He freaks out, gets out of the car, and he starts telling her his past, working for the FBI, how he infiltrated Charlie Manson's. No, I didn't. Oh, see that. okay, yeah, we watched. You the need extended. to watch that huh. part. Okay. But now they say you're, the version you watched oh, is wait, better. Wait a minute. Yeah, I did. I do remember him saying something like that. He rips his shirt open and shows his yeah, chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Okay, yeah. okay. So maybe you did see it. Okay. Did you see <laughs> the shower scene where he's like, how's it hanging? Cyrus? Yeah. Okay, you watched the extended cut too. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. It didn't say it was extended when I, when I pulled it up. No, but it's like the only one available. Speaking of available, there's a four-hour documentary on the making of this movie. Really? Directed by Peter Jackson. And it is absolutely not available. <laughs> really? It's not available online for stream. You can't find it anywhere. You can't, can't even find to buy it. <laughs> you can't buy it, of course, but you can't even illegally find it. There's nothing. Huh. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I don't know, but it drove me nuts. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll watch that. It's a whole afternoon wasted searching for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, it starts out with this haunting in a house. Patricia's that, house. Yeah. Right. She ends up calling, which what Michael J. Fox is basically a Ghostbuster. You don't really find out that the ghosts are working for him until after all that. <laughs> right. Well, that now that's the... First, we see Patricia and her mom. Yeah. Right, which is weird. Which is very confusing. Yeah, it's like a unreliable narrator there. Because <laughs> Patricia's terrified running from right. this thing. And then you have her mother. The skins of the flesh will ruin her. She's too young. The skins <laughs> of the flesh will ruin her. The wicked will be punished. Mom's great. Yeah, she is. She's scary as can be. Yeah, definitely creepy. They modeled her purposely after the wicked or uh, stepmother, the the evil stepmother from Cinderella. Oh yeah, yeah. You can tell. He was going for hiding that turn, like he he casted D. Wallace purposely as the mother from E. T. So okay. that you would like, oh well, she can't be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And of course, made her mom look so evil and mean. And they show the bruises around her neck and mm-hmm. with the mother's attitude and all that led to like she was just being abused. Yeah. Because, you know, Lucy, the doctor, Dr. Linsky, right. she arrives because she cut her hand on that dish, mm-hmm. tries right. to get stitches. And the mother's like, she doesn't leave the house. I can have her locked up whenever I want. They really are. Yeah, they are pushing into the fact there's a mean mom. Could you imagine always being under that shadow, knowing that you couldn't make your mother upset, that you automatically have a straight thing go to jail, but it's an institution? Imagine being attached to such a horrible crime your whole life. Yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of put herself there. (laughs) She asked for it. It's time for another episode of Dustin's Mini Murder Mystery Podcast. (laughs) So... Speaking of being attached to such a horrible incident in real life, that's a true story. They talk about Starkweather getting 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a real incident that happened in the 50s. I was just looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just now. Charles Starkweather was a 19-year-old in Nebraska who went on a killing spree around Nebraska and Wyoming for a year, mm-hmm. had killed 11 people, and his 14-year-old girlfriend, who was his accomplice, yep. Carol... who. Accompanied and participated. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Uh, well, that's what that's what I read. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> See, she's where, where that gets tricky is this woman's still alive. Yeah, she's not in prison. She, she spent seventeen years eight, in prison. Yeah, then, seventeen years in prison. Paroled. Charlie, of course, was got the chair a year later. Yeah, 
But to this day, she is fighting to get pardoned because she claims she was kidnapped. The guy literally kills her aunt and uncle when they had trouble with their car. So her argument is, first of all, she's 14. Yeah. (laughs) Carol Ann Fugate was her name. She is the youngest female in U.S. history to be tried for first-degree murder. Wow. At 14. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that being true. (laughs) I think it's younger for um, men or a boy. I can't remember who it was, but it was I think it was a child around nine. It, they were also the inspiration for Natural Born Killers, uh, California, and Badlands. Mm. Wow. Natural Born Killers was a crazy movie. Yeah. California was pretty weird, too. Yeah. Brad Pitt and uh, Mulder. I never got... I never finished watching that. I've watched it like halfway through like three times. <laughs> never got to finish it. <laughs> I mean, she's 77 years old. She's living in Michigan. Yeah. Pardon her. Just an old lady <laughs> yeah. and her husband. Right. Leave her alone. But yeah, the victim number two and three, a couple named the Bartlett's, and that's who Johnny Bartlett's named after in the movie. It was the the second and third victim. Mm-hmm. Who are is actually buried in the same cemetery with Starkweather. <laughs> Creepy. The reason people are not wanting to pardon her, she's already gone in front of a like a pardon hearing and been denied. Is one of the comments that Starkweather said before they gave him the chair was, "If you give me the chair, you might as well have Carol sitting on my lap." <laughs> wow! So he really wasn't. He wasn't not doing her any her favors. Yeah, he, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't dismissing her from what happened. Now, can we talk about the new intro for Dustin's mini mystery, mystery, murder, mystery podcast? I love it. <laughs> not good. Is it a new intro? Because it said another episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Every time we do something creepy, it comes. <laughs> So that means we should have more creepy in our lives. <laughs> All right. Speaking of creepy, what about Jake Busey in this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was channeling his father. <laughs> yeah. We cut from the haunting with the mom and Patricia to the Gazette, the Fairwater Gazette, with uh, one of the reporters writing an article. Magda Reese Jones is the head of the Gazette. She She starts reading it over his shoulder. And the whole article is just telling us the entire exposition drop of the movie, telling us about the original murders. And mm-hmm. I guess that's a cool way to do it. I've not seen a movie do that before. That's like an interesting way to do the exposition dump. But it doesn't hide the fact that it's an exposition dump. <laughs> I was amused by Frank being in the cemetery <sighs> as they're burying this poor guy. And he's handing out business cards. And they're they're... <laughs> Going after him and trying to get him to leave, and he just throws a whole stack of business cards. Here you go. That is so rude. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go into this with any false preconceptions. I don't like Frank. <laughs> no, he does not Frank, have a very good manner. I think Frank's a shitbag. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> He's no cooth. <laughs> this dude. That's a funeral. Mm-hmm. And and you don't care about business cards, obviously, because he just throws the whole stack. It's mm-hmm. a waste. <laughs> and he looks like he's drunk. He's not. Like, he's never drinking in this whole movie. But how his well, actions are, it seems like he's drunk. He's drinking when he kills his wife. Yeah. I'll say it. Well, he's drinking then, but I mean, from everything now, I've never seen him pick. Did you see him pick up a beer or a drink during this whole part? No, just when he kills his wife. Okay. Flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a dry drunk. They they make a point to say that he was drinking during the mm-hmm. so, but no, he drives like he's drunk. He he's he a does. terrible driver. Yeah, even when he's not in a hurry. Why why drive like that? And then try to make it seem like 
well, it's not his fault his wife died. Really? Because you've shown me nothing to <laughs> yeah. make me believe it was somebody else. He crashed into that, that guy's lawn. He ran <laughs> over his, his gnome. Ray. He did the gnomes on purpose. That was his three movies he crashed <laughs> through a white fence with a car. Yeah, it's like his thing now. <laughs> hey, what kind of car is that, Bob? That's, uh, hang on. I got it right here. <laughs> it's a Volvo. I know it's a pus yellow no, Volvo. <laughs> it's one of the Chai's lines. It's the ugliest car I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought the other one was bad from the mask, but at least that one had some character to it with its ugliness. 1959 Volvo PV544. Now, oh. so get yours today, folks. <laughs> it kind of looks like an elongated Volkswagen bug. I thought it was a bug the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah. It looks very similar to a bug. It's got a longer nose and, and the body's longer. Yeah. I like the miniatures in this. Before we get into the haunted house in the beginning, when, it, when it's the camera shot over the, the house, that's they didn't have drones back then, and that's not how helicopters move, so that's a miniature <laughs> shot. That's, that's um, a tiny little model of the house. That's cool. That makes some little girl so happy playing yes. with that house. <laughs> yeah, my note after the, the funeral scene is, Frank is extremely wasteful with his business cards. Very next note. Frank is a terrible person and driver. (laughs) (laughs) I think mine was he can't drive. Yeah. What about Ray's line when he comes out bugging about him crashing into his fence? You've ruptured my lawn! (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Never heard that term before. (laughs) So the second time watching it through, I caught so much to this. I caught that the, the Bradley's house is on the grounds of the old sanitarium. Yeah, that was what confused me. That's why I was asking you the name because I couldn't read it really quick. She drives through the gate for the sanitarium and then goes to the Bradley's house. But then you get a shot outside and you see that the sanitarium is behind the the house. And the father was the administrator. Mm -hmm. That's why they lived there. And that's also how she knew everyone at the sanitarium. Mm -hmm. Well, she was just there every day, I guess. Boredom. I wouldn't be there. And of course, Bartlett (laughs) was an orderly. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know that Bartlett's a stronger villain than Dammer is in this movie. Dammer's was a nut job. Dammer steals <laughs> the movie. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's fun to he watch. Off the wall. Yeah. But once once he explained what happened to him, and I kinda I kinda get it, but I don't think in real life he would still be affiliated with the FBI. <laughs> no. no. He was way. at the point where he was already nuts. <laughs> it's crazy, man. His backstory you makes you feel for him too. Yeah, right yeah, before yeah. we watch his head explode. Yeah. So I'm guessing because I'm just I'm waiting for the day to you for you to go like through your notes and just reading stuff off without even thinking and just be like milk, ham, eggs. Oh wait, no, the shopping list. Yeah. <laughs> that won't happen. That goes on the fridge. No. <laughs> Since Lucy went to go check on Patricia, it seems like the ghost attached to Lucy at the house, right? Is that what we're to believe? I don't know where she ended up with his card. I don't know when the ghost got dropped off, like if he dropped them off at the house later on. It's well, so confusing. But I'm trying to figure out. I understand where those ghosts came from. I understand that oh. Frank wanted to get out of paying for the fence. Right. So he, and, and we see the ghosts carry business cards. Right. <laughs> so I understand where all that came from. I'm trying to figure out how Bartlett got there. Why he. It came, had to be that. It had because she showed up for that injury. I love the haunting at Linsky's house. And, and for as much as a fuck up that Ray is, he tries to save Lucy. I feel like Ray gets a raw deal in this movie. Yeah. I don't like Ray. <laughs> I don't like him at all. 
when the when the bed starts levitating, he does run over and grab her and throw him over his shoulder. Go throw her in a corner, get in front of her. He does defend her. Yeah, he's screaming and crying while he's doing it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look amazing, <laughs> but he's doing what he's got to do. He well, she kind of had to yell at him to come get me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get, get me off of here. <laughs> he he kind of just froze. He just irritates me because he just. Jumps in front of what she's saying. He won't let her get anything out. He's so controlling. I just, I yeah. don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he gives you that vibe. When they're having that conversation in the bedroom, he's doing his dip lunge thing. He's yeah. doing like some oh, weird that, lunges. That weird rowing thing he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she's, she's saying she went to that house. She goes, oh, way to go. We've been here six months and you're already friends with the Manson family. <laughs> and tells her she's not allowed to go up there again. Yeah, and then she's like, I don't think you should. And he just like shushes her. Yeah, yeah, and that sucks. You never want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, right off the bat, you didn't like him when when the when he crashed through the fence. <laughs> Kinda. I didn't. I, I mean, just the fact that he used the word "ruptured" when referring yeah. to his lawn. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, wait a minute, I don't like this guy now. <laughs> I can forgive that only because if somebody went through my yard like that, I would be ten times worse than him. I've never heard that word used <laughs> in a way where, where it wasn't referring to like an appendix or something like that. Well, you know? It hit weird. I had to make a note of it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had to write down, ruptured my lawn? <laughs> well, to me, that's showing that it's a very important part. Like It's, it's a part of him. That's something he considers like his exercising oh, yeah. and his lawn. That's something yeah. that is... Oh, and his thing. gnomes. The gnome, the gnome yes. made him cry. Oh, my God, the gnomes. <laughs> Some of the stuff that uh, Frank says in this, it, it reminded me of Ghostbusters, just the nonsense science paranormal talk. Yeah. Residual <clears throat> bullshit, 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 bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Six ectoplasmic emanations. Little coffee bags. Yeah. What about his exorcism technique? <laughs> the holy water and a water gun? How useless can you make it look? <laughs> shooting over his shoulder and around his back yeah he's using like a field like a hunting range finder yeah. and he yeah. walks in and he's like oh yeah worst case i ever seen with nothing going on <laughs> he started rattling off things like oh did the toilet seat flop up and down and they didn't do none of the stuff he was saying right <laughs> I'm like an idiot in there <laughs> the only thing that happened was the bed levitating That's yeah. It. yeah thank god he got one right and the whole time Ray isn't buying it. This is this is my favorite Ray in the whole movie. Yeah. When he's just tired at the table I and exhausted. It. And he has his hands between his heads. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is total bullshit. Yeah, that kind of yeah. bugged me, though. Because, <laughs> I mean, at this point, he saw all the stuff flying around his house. His wife was floating on a bed. I mean, and he's still like, oh, this is BS. Yeah. Well, I like it because it, I think it's more bullshit what Bannister's doing. He already doesn't yeah. like him. But now he's walking around with a squirt gun, <laughs> spraying in his cabinets. He's oh, just like this is weird radio pop-up yeah. pop up toaster thing. Radio is the most realistic thing that comes out of his mouth through the whole movie. Is his feelings on letting this guy in his house right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the radio pops off. The three little garbage or the like the little coffee bag comes out. Six <laughs> emanations, and he hands it to her. And she's like, should we keep it? And he's like, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> like, I'm not buying any of this. I want to go to bed. Yeah. But it was all to get out of paying for the fence. He ended up get. I don't know. They don't give him money, but he ends up talking him into 100 bucks, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he can't be out of pocket. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of the bloopers for this one? No. Oh, no, funny. I did not. There's one in that scene where he's going over all the mumbo jumbo talking. She's like, why us? He goes, why us? I hear it a lot. And he goes, and, but he breaks down, starts laughing. He can't remember his lines. <laughs> 
and he ends up just going off like, yeah, you know, I see him at uh, Kroger's and <laughs> just yeah. free balling it. And then, of course, yeah, he get, he gets back to the house and we see Stuart and Cyrus come out of the trunk of the Volvo. And at this point, I'm confused as well because it seems like he hates these ghosts. All he does is treat them like shit. Yeah, the only one he seems to like is, <clears throat> what is it, Judge? Yeah. That's the only one he likes, and he's right. not even in there. Even Judge, he like barely listens to, ignores everything he says. He he does yeah. that ignoring shit too much. Judge well, Judge, is, Judge made a co- comment a couple of times like you're not you're not like you're different like you're not the same you used to be you're getting self involved or something I, I forget how he phrased it but I, I think I don't think he used to be that way like like he started like over time he was getting worse and worse yeah I don't even understand why he's broke they say he was like a famous architect yeah. I think he just stopped doing everything when his wife passed. Right. Like, but you're struggling for money, but you have. He has the ability to make to, it. Yeah. To be an amazing architect. Right. So instead, you run around and scam people for 200 bucks here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem. I think he just lost feasible. all oomph when she passed. Well, like, he didn't one, care about anything. The right. mansion they went to, that was going to be a big payday if that worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was because the newspaper, right? Right. But no. They, I mean, even still. No, yeah. <laughs> you just watched your children float through the living room. through the air. And a newspaper article said he's a scammer. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. This said you're a con artist. Yeah, but you just watched your children fly through the living <laughs> yeah. room. You, yeah, what are you talking something, something didn't make sense there. Yeah. That, that, was, that was the most confusing stupid. thing I've yeah. seen in the whole movie, I think. I love that line, though. Talking about the car. I'm sorry about your puss yellow piece of shit Volvo, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't riding in the trunk no more. <laughs> yeah. Our ectoplasm is the only thing keeping it together. Yeah, yeah. I don't want your ectoplasm on the on my seats. I don't understand the science. Like every time you start to understand the science of the ghosts, they're like, "Yeah, but fuck that. This is how it works now." Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, well, they're, they're talking. He's talking about leaving ectoplasm on the seats, but it, it, throughout the whole movie, they're like passing through his body. Yeah, they're not leaving stuff on him. Nothing. <laughs> I thought it was weird that all, all the ghosts had like drippy looking faces. Yeah, like they were wet. They're trying. They were trying to like drive home that ectoplasm thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind that so much. The only thing I didn't like about the ghosts when it comes to the CG was the they call it rim glow, the oh, the yeah. blue light glowing around them. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's a step too far, especially yeah. in this scene coming up when he gets inside. You know, Cyrus walks in behind him, talking to him, and they slams the door, and then Stuart gets stuck in the door. He's like, "Come on, man, in or out." <laughs> Cyrus pulls him through, and they start. He's really doing the shots of them walking in front of each other and through each other, and he's trying to get all these cool shots, and it just looks like shit. Yeah, it ends up just looking like a shitty shot because it's too much going on. The yeah. the warping, the the glow, pulling him through the door, and he's getting stretched. I like that. You gotta loosen up, man. You're too tight. Play pickup sticks with your asshole or some shit. <laughs> pick pick up sticks with your butt cheeks. <laughs> I love Stuart talking all that smack, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> you talking to me, Stuart? No! <laughs> yeah, if I had known that this movie was as funny as it is, yeah. I would have watched it when I was much younger. But I saw that cover of the face <laughs> in the white, yeah. and I saw that one scene of the Grim Reaper in the scythe, and I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> I didn't know it is for you. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have watched the whole thing because it's two hours. <laughs> There's like a 20-minute yeah, chunk. 11-year-old attention span. Is yeah. <laughs> Especially there's a 20-minute chunk in the middle of this movie where our hero just goes catatonic. 
Yeah. For 20 minutes. <laughs> like, he's out of the movie. I feel like if they just cut out all the scenes of Frank driving, it would be a much better movie. <laughs> Those bothered you. It bothered I hated me too. Them. Yeah. It was like crashing just to crash. Like, what? How did you. Even when he gets called back to take care of the haunting at Delinsky's, he hits the fence again. Yeah. Uh huh. Why? He missed a couple of gnomes the first time. Yeah. Yeah, he had to get them. <laughs> But we, well, at, this, at that point, he already had his way out of paying for it. So yeah, <laughs> make a hundred bucks on it. <laughs> yeah. We get to we see his dream home, which is just it's taken apart a completely, frame, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's been pulling pieces off to burn for heat, <laughs> which made me so upset. Like you can't be telling me one second you want to finish this and getting mad at the ghosts because they're not working as hard as they can and you're cutting off parts of your house. There is a perfectly good forest somewhere near your house with your <laughs> junk ass car that you can put in your fireplace. No, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't quite understand why the ghosts were going along with this whole deal. I didn't see what they get out of it. Yeah. Were they just bored, I do. bored and entertaining themselves? Yeah. <laughs> They get to move around without Sergeant <laughs> yeah. Meanie shooting them for getting out of their grave and walking around. <laughs> right, but when you die, you get the corridor. And then every year, you get another chance at the corridor. So yeah. what's keeping them from going to heaven? They're not getting paid? They might right, just be yeah. scared. They don't want to go. Yeah. What's used to being on Earth? I don't know. If I went and I had a year, I might, I might just stick around for a while. Mm-hmm. Just to see what's what's up. <laughs> see what's what. Fucking move shit. Hell how, yeah. How this, how this works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some fun with a few people here and there. <laughs> yeah, it, it never it never is clear what they're getting out of the deal. It's yeah. like, we understand Frank's getting money, right? But they're getting just work to yeah, do, enter- entertainment. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they're supposed to get some cigars blown in their face. Yeah. <laughs> chunks in their face. <laughs> So he's taking the shower, and this this scene was weird to me. Oh god! When Cyrus pokes in through the the drain, yeah, how's it hanging? We don't know. What do you think? Women aren't missing nothing. Why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that the ghost had a problem if he peed on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole point of him poking into the shower to, to under his balls, so it's like the worst view coming up from the drain. Yeah, is to say, hey, we have to talk. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen. Why? Why? Yeah. It's just like, oh, by the way, they can go in plumbing. Did you know? Might as well have him shitting and he pokes up and put, like have Michael J. Fox's ass come up off the seat with Cyrus under it covered in shit. Like, hey, we want to have a talk. Oh, God, don't give them any ideas. That they might be in the with. remake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says, I got to take a leak and I'm not getting out of the shower. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And this again, they're, 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 they're talking to him. They're trying to say like, hey, we want, you know, their, their demands. Which doesn't sound ridiculous. We've given you a lot over the years. He's like, flies. You've given me flies. <laughs> if you don't want flies, you should have walls on your house. <laughs> Maybe with windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sprays the, the fly killer through Stuart's face. Yeah. Like, you hate this guy. He just melted his face with it. It looks horrible. Yeah. It seems like they feel pain. How do they pass through everything mm. else and a fly lands on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How come the, the, the Grim Reaper... Is untouchable by anything, even Frank, except for a semi, which would hit it and make it fly. Yeah. <laughs> the, fu- the science, I'm telling you, that once yeah. you think you understand it, they're like, yeah, but no, fuck all that. This is how it works now. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, the, the ghosts look good, I think, except for that glow. What doesn't work is 
the Grim Reaper. Trying to do cloth and CG, they just didn't have it yeah, yet, so it comes out looking rubbery and shiny. Kind of cartoony almost. And even Jackson in, in an interview was talking about it, like that didn't work at all. But he, he said that they were trying it first with a puppet and that he didn't like the way it looked. But if you look at when Cyrus and, and Stuart do the Grim Reaper gag at the that house. That was cool. Yeah. That looks great and that's practical. Yeah. But no, we're gonna wait till it's a real shit bag and later on it looks like <laughs> shit. It doesn't even look scary. The first one looks scary. I got yeah. mad when Frank was like, Don't ever do that again. I was like, That's awesome. That's what you want him to do. It yeah. seemed like he was getting upset at things that he couldn't remember. Remember, he couldn't remember the, the couple of minutes that happened after the crash. Right. Yeah. He sees the number on Ray's head when he's cleaning their house and he gets pissed off at them. Whose idea was the number on the head? He was just mad about it, but he didn't say why. And then when they did the Grim Reaper thing, he's pissed off. He's like, don't ever do that again. And it's weird that he snapped at him. But I think those are it the things that happened. makes perfect sense. <laughs> I think those are the things that happened to him in that time in between when he kind of snapped out of it. Because even later on in the movie, we see he starts to see it. And then he remembers, oh, you did this. He, yeah. he remembers Patricia being there. Right. I was going to say it makes perfect sense <clears throat> when you think about the whole movie, when you have a traumatic event happen in your life you lose you, your mind makes you forget it because you're not ready to deal with it mentally right so every single time something like that it's it's forcing on your brain to remember something you're not ready to so you're responding with a flight or get away an anger because you don't know how to take it in so that makes sense with the psychological thought on it mm-hmm. we meet rustler running around with a jawbone in the kitchen oh yeah yeah <laughs> I love him. Bloodhound. <laughs> the judge's jaw. <laughs> when a man's jawbone falls off, it's time to reassess the situation. <laughs> My ectoplasm is drying up. I Don't love tell judge. the boys. Yeah, doc, yeah. Doc, 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 doc was great. Yeah, Doc. <laughs> he had to redo so many scenes because he kept calling him Doc. Michael J. <laughs> Fox. Uh-huh. He kept calling him Doc. There's a. That was one of the bloopers. We were doing this scene with uh, with uh, the judge, and and I was supposed to call out to him, and I just kept saying "Doc" from from Back to the Future. It was like some weird out of body thing. Go cook in the Pony Express, huh, Doc? Whoa! I called him Doc. It's fucking Back to the Future. <laughs> I just go, Doc. I'm Judge. Shit. Hey boys, free up. Doc. Doc, I did it again. <laughs> You can hear like as they're laughing, you hear wrong fucking movie, and then <laughs> Back to the Future Four. That it's it's got to be just because of the way the guy looked, the long, yeah. the long white that, hair, and that kind of thing. And he just did three of those movies. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like one. <laughs> yeah, it was just pretty set in his brain. Yeah. So I like I like the judge. I love that he starts shooting immediately. He clips Stewart in the face, and we see blood. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. What does it mean? <laughs> it means that the ghosts, um, I guess the things they die with, maybe, that they come back that are weapons are actually hurtful to other ghosts, maybe. I don't know. It's a thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Arlie Army, he was pulled out double machine guns out of both hands. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. not something you're really carrying around in real life. But it seems <laughs> to be that the... Uh, Two the Reaper killed guns. him with this with the scythe or whatever tool he had killed. I was so confused on how he could kill the ghosts yeah, and, even, and even, send them up. Even uh, Michael J. Fox's character, when when he died trying to go after after the the Reaper ghost, uh, 
He pulled guns out too. Yeah. So it's like they could manufacture stuff in their out of their so minds. So weird. Yeah, it remind me of the mask. We had just done the mask, and yeah. you see yeah, early yeah. Ermy just like, oh, I'm gonna take out guns. I'm gonna take out a riot <laughs> shield. All this punching, you know, boxing glove. <laughs> yeah, they didn't think that he was gonna be that character. They they wrote it as a parody of him, and they from, got him from the metal <laughs> jacket. But yeah, all the people they tried for it, they didn't didn't like the way they they played it. So they asked him just for the hell of it, and he agreed, and it kind of surprised him. <laughs> I liked him in this. He was a fun part of the movie. Yeah. You, I always like when Arlie Army shows up and starts screaming at somebody. <laughs> yeah. Sound off like you have a pair! <laughs> I wish he did more damage to Bartlett. I know. He didn't even get a second to no. do anything. He just sliced him in half real quick. What about him devouring the ghost, too? Like, he was reaching in their bodies and pulling their souls that, out and eating That's them. what I'm saying. I don't understand the... <laughs> Yeah, because he does that to Stuart, right? Yep. Stuart, he stabs him through the head. He kind of falls into a puddle, and he reaches down and eats his essence, it looks like. Yeah. But then later on in the movie, when he's in heaven, there's Stuart fine. Yeah. So what did that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Again, science doesn't make sense in this movie. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to know it's how kinda, that works. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, and maybe that's for the better. Maybe we're yeah. never supposed to know how it works. Don't don't pick it apart. Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys catch the Peter Jackson cameo in this one? No, we're. Oh wait, was he uh, one of the flashback scenes with the killer? No, so uh, I know a lot of the crew was in those scenes. Yeah, yeah, the, most of the crew was in that, like yeah. the black and white footage of the when they're pulling them out of the hospital mm. after the massacre. Everyone in that scene is crew members. That's yeah. cool. Uh, but no, he he goes to confront Magda at the Gazette because he the, that paper that the woman had. Right. They have their back and forth. He leaves, storms out of the Gazette, and bumps into somebody, and that guy turns around, has a Reaper t-shirt on. That's oh, Peter yes. Jackson. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the day he was in that makeup to do that scene was the day they had a bunch of people visit set, and like he had to take pictures and do interviews <laughs> and stuff, and he was stuck in that uniform with the face jewelry and everything on. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, Peter Jackson has a cameo in every single movie, apparently. If you look up Peter Jackson cameos, every movie I know he has made. I know he's had a cameo in a couple. I didn't realize all of them. Every Hobbit, every Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I remember hearing about the Lord of the Rings ones, but that was I think that was about it. After he bumps into Peter Jackson, or the weird punk guy, he sees another funeral recession coming through. This is the third one we see in the movie. Right. But this time, Lucy's in the, in the, in the limo. So that's weird. They drive by, and he kind of keeps walking, and here comes Ray and ghost form, storming him. Yeah. Tackles him onto the ground. Everyone around just sees a guy fly backwards and fall for no reason. Yeah, and he's running through everybody else. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to understand the science, Bob. <laughs> science. Yeah. If they can see him, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that Frank had a little bit of control over them, too. Like, he could he could interact with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Arlie Ermey. Not Sergeant Hiles. He ain't no. saying shit to that dude. <laughs> no. No, he even tried to fight back with him. Didn't work. Didn't happen. <laughs> it was just stupid. Let's get to it. We're right there. Fuck it. Yeah. He can, Ray can, like, what happened to me? He looks like you're dead. Mm-hmm. They have that back and forth in the alleyway. He's trying to explain to him that he died. And he's like, I can't die. I'm 29. Yeah. So vain and stupid. But he asked him for the ride to the funeral. When they get there, there was supposed to be another character, an actual, like, heavy set, huge angel. I forget the name right. of it. But they, they ended up getting rid of the character altogether, like a gatekeeper, they called it. Yeah. Right. And they kind of replaced him. They gave all his lines pretty much to, to Arlie Ermey. But so, yeah, they're, they're walking through the cemetery, which is, it looks great. It's like haunted Man- Disney's Haunted Mansion, all the bodies coming out and like yeah. Ray's freaked out. Arlie Ermey or, or Sergeant Howes comes out. Frank's like, oh, 
damn it, I'll handle this, and stays to con- like to talk to him. Why? <laughs> he after the whole thing where he gets like knocked on his ass, he just walks away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you stay and talk to him? It doesn't make sense for the character. I guess it just makes sense for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just wanted that character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. At least have him like jump in front of him and stop him. Make it make more sense. Right. Don't have him like, oh, I got to stay here and handle this and then walk away after I get my ass whooped by him. <laughs> I love the line, though. Some people might say Ray was less than generous. but He's like, oh, but I would say he had hidden good traits or whatever. Yeah. And Ray's crying. It's true. He wouldn't lie at a time like this. <laughs> exactly when he would lie about that. Yeah. Ray made me laugh at that one, too. When Because when, he's bawling, crying. Yeah. I mean... Lucy looks sad, but she's not crying. She's Lucy's standing sad over the about grave. her money. <laughs> yeah. We don't know that yet. Yeah. But so he's like going up behind her. Oh, don't cry, Lucy. Oh, shit. And falls in the grave. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love that. Just the most honest sounding. Oh, shit. <laughs> don't. And I love that he can't get out by himself. He needs mm-hmm. Frank to come and help him. Yeah. And everyone's looking at Frank like he's crazy. Especially that old lady standing behind him. In that scene, there's like an old lady right behind Frank. She's not mm-hmm. really in the... doesn't have a talking line or anything, but she is fucking staring a hole through the back of his head. <laughs> what about that cop? The sheriff? He's so weird. I like him. <laughs> I, I kind of did work for the movie in it's my like own he head. Kept, he was trying to buddy up to him yeah. pretty much most of the movie. Even even when he got arrested, he was kind of like chill with him. <laughs> yeah. So it, I was confused on that. Why does he love this guy so much? Yeah. Is he a fan? He doesn't believe in the paranormal, though. Right. So I'm thinking... And, and this is... We do this all the time, and I, I caught myself doing it. I'm like, oh, he probably helped with investigations as a psychic investigator. <laughs> You're making your own backstory. And I, I, I like made it made sense to myself. And yeah. then I'm like, you know what? You just did a whole lot of work for Mr. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. He That's probably, why I like things explained. He probably knew him from back when his, <clears throat> wife got, when his wife died. Yeah. So even though Ray's passed on, apparently... Lucy's still going to use the reservations to Excalibur she didn't want to go to in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. I understand it because I would go there because that place looks dope. (laughs) I just feel like it's something he did every single anniversary and didn't let her order what she wanted Mm -hmm. and very controlling. So it's probably a very stressful thing that you know you have to deal with every year that you don't want to. You'd love if I took you to Excalibur for our anniversary. I would because we don't do stuff like that. No, that's where nerds <laughs> go. I'm not going to your LARPing party, Sylvia. At least you would let me have the wine I wanted to drink. Oh, that was great, yeah. You'd be having a red or a white wine. Yeah. He's all, oh, we always have red. We always have red. White. I'm not very fond of red. Lucy! <laughs> yeah, it just leads more into how he was so controlling over. Yeah. The money, though. That, that shit was great. <laughs> She's like, they start talking, and now it becomes like a date between Frank and Lucy, and, and Ray's sitting there bugging out, like, what? Finally, he's like, why don't you talk to, oh, she brings up the accident, and he doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, well, let's talk about Ray. That's why we're here. Ray's like, finally. And she goes, well, I do have one question for Ray. Ray, where's my $16,000? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I blew it on a bad investment. Don't, don't tell, tell her, her that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, he lost it. It's gone. He ruined that. What'd you say? Just like Ray, take the money and run. Yep. <laughs> He's dead. Give him a break. Yeah. Run. 
Well, he didn't tell her the truth about it. Puts his hand on her on her hand, calm her down. Don't touch my wife. And he slaps the <laughs> the cup. That's when he yells, I can move shit. Fuck your back. <laughs> yeah. We get the bathroom scene with that guy. That poor guy. Yeah. He's like, all I have to do is just get in, do What'd what I need do? to do. What'd you do? You're in a bathroom like that, just you know, standing at a urinal, getting ready to take a leak, and some dude comes in just like, Doing military moves up against the walls, hiding around the corners, yeah. <laughs> all the stalls and everything. <laughs> we didn't mention it, but in this movie, there's a. Um, I really want to get into detail because I'm telling you, I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. Yeah. Probably but, not. So every victim, Frank can tell they're going to die because there's a number carved into their forehead, right? And that was the way. Well, we don't know that yet, but yeah, that every time there's a number carved in that person's forehead, they tend to die, right? So that man walks in and he sees it's number 38, I believe. 38 or 39, I forget. Yeah, I'm not going to remember the numbers that well. I know Magda was 40. Right. So, but yeah, 38. And then he sees the uh, the Reaper going through the walls. Right. Again, looks like shit. <laughs> the guy's freaking out watching him. He already wasn't sure about him because when he walked in the bathroom, Frank's washing the drink off his leg yeah which looks weird got one foot up on the same yeah he's acting completely <laughs> weird anyway reaper pulls through the mirror that was kind of cool i mean if, if the effect looked better it'd be a really cool idea yeah that's another shame in this movie is like the, the pulling him through the mirror or you know grabbing him through the mirror is cool and later on the the picture frame when he's haunting the picture and he's attacking through the front of the picture but then he can attack through the back of the picture <laughs> i thought that was cool yeah. but it looks like shit so yeah cool idea poor execution right yeah and it's not their fault. It was just what they had at the time. Right. That's a hard thing to try to do. Yeah, I'm sure if they tried to refilm those scenes now, I mean, they'd look flawless. <laughs> yeah. My note here is, I want to eat at Excalibur's. <laughs> Am I going to your LARPing shit? Is that like the same place that was in uh, Cable Guy? Cable Guy? Cable Goobly. Maybe. <laughs> Seems that way. There's no, uh, there's no like fight pit in it I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but... <laughs> that could be outside. It had the same name and the same idea with the LARPing thing. Yeah. So he goes on the hunt. He's chasing down this this reaper. We we he runs outside. We get the shot of it on the roof. Right. Hops in the Volvo. And decides to do more crimes in his car. <laughs> yeah. Which shows that he's not a completely horrible man. He cares about other people dying with right. this thing, but it is a change of character. Yeah. On his behalf. So as he's ch- he takes off chase there, and then we kind of cut to the police off like the the police department. The right. sheriff talking about found another body in the bathroom. Uh, Frank was there, and the sheriff's like, "Ah, oh, dang it!" <laughs> and then he's like, oh, "I just got off the phone. Turns out last time Frank was seen was in the parking lot. Took off at high speeds. You knew he was at the restaurant. You just found out like an hour later that oh, last time he was seen was at the restaurant. <laughs> All right, bring him in. Denver's wanting everybody to remember everything down to the minute. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, Danvers is unreasonable. But uh, he's dealing with some shit, man. I don't know if he can think <laughs> yeah. things through in his head. That poor man. Even when he's telling the stories, he's he's spitting out the times and everything, too. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to know why I wanted to know about the table salt. At precisely 2.01 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> My note before we get to Danvers was... Take this motherfucker's license away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just the driving. It bothered everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so we're now, now we're 48 minutes into the movie. Right. Jeffrey Combs arrives. D- uh, Dammers, Milton right. Dammers. 
he, from this moment on, he steals the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff's talking to Lucy, trying to figure out what happened, he's, and here he's comes Dammers. as much of an antagonist as, as the Reaper guy. Yeah. I think better. <laughs> I think he's a better bad guy. Yeah. He's more put together. He's more scary. He, he has two legit jump scares in this. Yeah. He stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. He's so broken. He can't handle women yelling. He has yeah. a hard oh, time yeah. talking to them. Which you've got to imagine. Maybe he got that from the Charlie Manson family. He like started crying and throwing up. Yeah, he puked. <laughs> she started yelling at him in the car. He had to crank the radio to tune her out. <laughs> <laughs> like first he's terrified. He's peeking from around the corner, which that's great. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> so he he kind of had some input on his look. Like yeah. it was Jeffrey Combs, the actor. It was his idea to do the Hitler haircut. Yeah. He asked Peter Jackson if he could do it. It was his idea to add a couple things to the chest, like a tic-tac-toe game that was half finished. <laughs> his idea to put on appliances to make his ears stick out. It was Jackson's idea to do the black contact lenses. Yeah. But it all fits together great for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a noteworthy character. <laughs> yeah. Every time he gets into like his speeches, it's that he goes way too Dutch angle. Like It's like every time we hear him talk and get a vision of him talking, we're either way closed up on his nose and eyes or <laughs> on his mouth. And I knew more about Danvers' history, I think, before I knew more, knew a lot about Michael J. Fox's character. Frank history. Bannister. Frank Bannister's history. Yeah. <laughs> he tells that whole story of the morning, the events when his wife died. Yeah. And other than the fact that he was driving drunk... Right. So yeah, presumably he was driving too fast. The razor thing, the the utility knife part, yeah, makes no sense in his story. He yeah. doesn't say she was killed with a knife. She was killed in a car accident. But why is the knife missing? Why the fuck do you care where the knife is? Yeah, uh, they do. Well, did they did they say what the cause of death was? Heart attack. It was the same thing. A heart attack because of a car accident. It was the. <laughs> but it had the thirteen on her. That's right. Yeah, that's the why they wanted to know where the razor was. I, I'm having trouble understanding law enforcement investigating all this. Dude, law enforcement in this movie if, is worse than law enforcement num- in the mask. This is number thirteen. His his wife was number thirteen. You'd think the cops would know about the twelve before that. Well, they do. Yeah, they've seen the bodies right at the hospital. He was right. carving them into the forehead, so they must right. know. Yeah, they knew who did it. But well, at, I guess he died at that point, so I don't know. Yeah, but Patricia didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she had been out for. Did they think just it was got a out that year? Or? She got out five years before the movie starts, so it should be the most obvious shit. Yeah. That the moment Patricia got out, yeah, there's numbers carved in foreheads. No, it must have been Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he know. had also said he'd been studying murders in that town twenty years. Yeah, previous morgue reports for the past 28 years, or 28 victims, 28 people. I forget how many years you said. But it's all the same thing. It's like a heart attack, but the arteries are clear. It's like just the life was choked right out of them. (laughs) What about his territorial bubble? (laughs) And the sheriff's like, hey, are you all right, man? You've invaded my territorial bubble! (laughs) (laughs) Even the cop who's already weird himself was weirded out by that. Yeah. (laughs) I hate the cops in this movie. I like the sheriff. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I liked yeah. him. Up to a point. Yeah. <laughs> but in the museum, that is not how cops work. That's not how guns work. That's not how that situation works. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that bothered me about the architect thing is he... I don't think we ever see him do anything that has to do with being an architect. Like like they decided he was an architect before this 
for no reason. Yeah. Just because people are architects in movies. Well, that was part of his back- <laughs> backstory. That was why he was fighting with his wife. Over the garden, right. Yeah, the basketball court. And- but later on in the movie, I feel like there should be something. If we're going to have a two-hour movie, there's <laughs> enough time for you to throw in like, oh, and he can do this because he was an architect. Yeah. N- no, none of that. it's driving. <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> I drive terrible because I'm an architect. You'd think he'd be like, Oh, well, I can get the blueprints to the hospital and find out exactly where the chapel is or something like I can read the blueprints. No, none of that. Right, <laughs> Just, yeah. We see the corridor open up. Like he was parked outside talking to Cyrus and Stuart. And we see a corridor like a few blocks away at the museum. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. So he knows someone died there and he takes off. Driving yeah, good again. There goes another one. Yeah. Arrives at the museum. They're having a, like a, it said embalming evidence exhibition. It's all embalming techniques. You got like sarcophaguses and stuff. Mummies and everything. Mummies, yeah. Judge loved that. Oh, God. Look at her teeth. (laughs) I love it when they lie still. Yeah. Good Lord. Magda's there as well. You know the only thing I could think of when he said that? He's one of those weird people that would take graves and like desecrate the poor women in the graves. It's the only (laughs) thing I could think of. (laughs) He died a long time ago. I mean, it was a different time. (laughs) Yeah. No, he said, I like it when they lie still. That is the weirdest yeah, thing weird <laughs> to hear somebody say. It is weird. It's a little too cartoony. That that takes you out of it a little bit. That was like scary movie level dumb. Yeah. I feel like that one see point. His butt bouncing up in and out yeah. of the sarcophagus. <laughs> but right before that, let's not forget, the judge straight up saves lives. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that was the director of like... This is what you're getting because you wouldn't let me have it PG. I'm giving you this just for that. <laughs> Maybe. I was having trouble with those tunnels of light, too. Like when the woman, the, the reporter, when she died, mm-hmm. she was so pissed at Bannister. Right. Like, still she, blaming it, him. Of anybody, she had a reason to want to stay behind and, and mess with somebody. Yeah. But it's like sucked the, her it in. It just pulled her up. Yeah. So why does it do that with her and not everybody? Starting to try to understand (laughs) the science. (laughs) Never mind. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like some people just get sucked in like a vacuum and some people decide if they want to go in or not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the line right before he attacks the sarcophagus, they didn't call me the hanging judge for nothing. (laughs) It's like, fuck yeah, judge. Get it. I'm scared. I ain't shooting blanks no more. It's all sex talk. Uh, Deputies open fire on an unarmed banister in a crowded museum. Yeah. (laughs) By open fire, I mean shoot about 47 shots, (laughs) not hitting him at all. And and excited to kill him. Right before before our hero punches a woman in the face (laughs) and throws her over his shoulder, the other deputies like smiled like, there's my shot. I'm going to shoot this guy in the head. Why? Boredom in that What has town. he done? He didn't do anything <laughs> illegal in that museum. No. no. He did no crime in there. I think the only... Well, it was what he said triggered everybody. Yeah. He said some shit they didn't like, so they shot he, at him 37 he times. Saw, he saw the number on her forehead, and he, he said, said you're, you're, next. you're next. Oh, yeah. He's threatening me. No, I'm not. Shoot him. He's going to kill me. He's going to... She just started freaking. It was unreasonable. That <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. That's the type of shit that body cams it, it were made was, for. Was, yeah, that, that whole scene was being forced. Yeah. <laughs> That made me decide that the police suck. <laughs> I love Cyrus pulling the shit out their engine, though, so they couldn't take off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bannister crashes his car for the sixth time in 50 minutes. <laughs> when he grabs Magda and takes off and crashes the same way he crashed with his wife. Yep. 
Like that's the sixth time this guy has crashed in this movie. He doesn't need a car. So then we get a weird spot because we see the car's laying on its side. She crawls out crying, which looks so bad. You punched her in the face, <laughs> threw her know. in your car and crashed. Yeah. Nobody else sees these ghosts, bro. Nope. <laughs> he chases after her, gets out the car. Magda, she freaks out, terrified, runs. This apparently is the, the one time Michael J. Fox got hurt on set. Yeah. Running through the woods there, he broke his foot. Yeah. Ow. But then he, we cut back to the sheriff's department. Sheriff and Dammers are talking, and he's like, you're not going to see Frank again. You don't know this man like I do. He's resourceful. He's never going to show up again. And then he's walking in. He walks in right behind him. And he says, I just want to report that Magda Reese's body is lying in my car. How is she in your car? Yeah. Why is she in your sideways car when we watched her die outside of the car 15 feet away? Oh, I don't remember that he actually said in. I thought, thought, like in my mind, I thought he said near. That's what I thought he said, too. But after watching the second time, he says Magda's body's laying in my car. Really? He probably yeah. picked her up and threw her in. <laughs> the car's was, on its side. <laughs> it was, he, he probably read his line wrong. And they didn't pick yeah, because it doesn't fit. <laughs> that was another Doc situation. Yeah. Doc! <laughs> so this is the point. We are now at an hour and two minutes. We've <laughs> yeah. reached the end of Act 1. Yeah. <laughs> From this point on, for the next 20 minutes, our hero's catatonic. He's not in the movie. Yeah. Because I think that's where he started remembering the blank spots. Sort of. It's it's Dammers is going off on him. Yeah. By the power vested in me by the president of the United States. <laughs> he started he started shaking and, and yeah, he's like twitching and all that. Yeah. I think the ghost said that he's not believing. Because it seemed like Dammers. He said, "When did you start seeing ghosts after Deborah died?" And he starts to like say things that could make sense, and it seems like he's shaking Frank's belief in it. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, out of everything, that's why they say children can see ghosts and things, because they're so innocent and they believe in things. And when you get adults, you lose all that belief. Right. So he's bringing it back. It was. It's weird, though, because it's like Frank has nothing to combat Dammers with. He's just like, that's not true. That's not true. That's impossible! You know? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter what explanation you might even throw at Danvers. He's already fixated. He knows what happened in his own mind. Right. <laughs> he's he's a psychopath. He, yeah. He's a, This is what happened, and nothing you can say or do will change that. Yep. I liked, he, he goes over like you and Ray had an argument. He ends up dead. Obviously, he didn't like Magda. And she, but what about the guy in the toilet? What did he do to you, Frank? Did he piss in your hush puppies? <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> Lucy shows up at Frank's dream home, starts walking around looking. Ray, of course, following behind her. He's haunting her, and she has no idea. Thank yeah. God. Small blessings. Shouldn't have to deal with the <laughs> fact that this douchebag's in her backseat. I just feel like you're not giving 100%. I hope he left and went to heaven before the end of the movie. Otherwise, she's dealing with the rest of her life. What happens to Ray? I don't know. I can't remember what happened to him. The last time I remember, she he sees her going to Patricia's house, and the house is like crazy, scary, attacking everything yeah, it outside. Like, it looked like the house itself was possessed. Okay, I think I know what happens. No, I don't. Know I remember he came in. That's it. He does. He comes in and like yeah. rushes her out. Yeah, yeah. Does he die then? I don't remember him or getting killed. Die, die. I don't. I don't remember him getting re-killed. Yeah. How come he's just <laughs> cool with the fact that Ray and or Frank and Lucy are going to be making babies? <laughs> yeah. I did like when he when she goes in the house and he looks at it and it's like warping and moving. It yeah. looks like shit, but I like the idea that the house is so evil. Yeah. Right. Like, Don't go in that thing. 
Even he wouldn't follow her in for a little while. <laughs> he finds, well, Ray, the ghost Ray, finds the post-it note and the, like the, I guess there is a little blueprint stuff there. Yeah. Because yeah. he finds the whole plan of how they were going to haunt his house. He starts screaming about it, throws the post-it note, floats out the window. And of course, all she sees is the garden yeah. where the basketball court used to be. Yeah. Which I love. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Shows his remorse. She plays the voicemail. We get Mrs. Bradley's message. The evil's whispering, or the evil's coming after her because mm-hmm. of her own instigations. She tells us it's it's her doing it. Yeah. But we, we're, we're to believe she's the bad guy. Yeah, she her attitude <laughs> was the whole thing. Her, yeah. Her just her doing evil, herself she no She just favors. has a permanent evil demeanor. <laughs> but with everything she's doing with all the evilness, you can t- see the fear in her, like when she's in her bedroom and when she's up there. Like you can tell there's an underlining of fear that she's portraying during the movie as she's being so commanding with her daughter yeah. and everyone. And that's hard to do. That turn didn't get me, the Patricia being evil yeah. surprise. And I didn't, before I watched this, I didn't look the movie up because I knew I never saw it. Right. So I didn't want to be like, oh, now I know the ending. I, I yeah. just wanted to go in it fresh. Right. All I knew about it was the poster. And yeah, by this time, I knew Patricia was not someone to be fucking with. Every time she went to go protect, every time Lucy's like, oh, I better go to Patricia's. I'm like, no, you better not. You shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. Something not right in that house. That woman is not worth it right now. So, oh yeah, we keep cutting back to Frank in the jail cell. And he's just not doing anything. It's just the most depressing part of the movie. Again, 20 minutes of this. Um, Which, this is a part that was cut, This or like added in, in the extended version we all watched in the theatrical version we don't see them like the, uh Stuart and Cyrus walking through and St- Cyrus sees his buddy say oh I remember you you need yeah, to take yeah. a shower all that and then they go and try to tell him hey they're they're gonna try to try you for all these murders yeah. that's all not in the theatrical version really? that's extra stuff yeah. and that was my big complaint was this part part here seems too long you've taken Frank out of the movie for 20 minutes yeah I would be interested to see the other one to see if I like it a lot better. Yeah. But if we lose Dammers talking about being in the Charlie Manson family and the, the children yeah, of hell. Then it might that. not be worth his, it. His character kind of needed that. Yeah. I don't want to lose that. why he's a nut. <laughs> right. Lucy kind of gets to him, makes him snap out of it. Yeah. They're talking and then he notices the number on her forehead. I think that's what truthfully snaps him out of it. Right. I can't let her die. And then, of course, there's Bartley, or, well, the Reaper. Yeah. yeah. And it's coming in and out of the cell, and the other ghosts are fighting it off. That was cool. Again, yeah. maybe it doesn't look good, but <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah, that they cared enough. For no payment. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart. I think, that, that, I think that's the part where he realized he couldn't really fight him unless he was dead. Yeah, he tries to go after him kind of like he would with all the other ghosts, yeah, and, and he just he, goes right through him. Yeah. So, yeah, they're fighting him off. Stuart says he thinks they they got rid of him, and then there's the scythe through Stuart's head. And yep. he turns to, to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Cyrus sees it, att- like grabs him, gets all pissed off, and tells him to run. They take off out the jail. Mm-hmm. Frank says, I can't protect you. I need to have an outer body, out of body experience right now. And he takes out Dammer's gun <laughs> and puts it to his forehead. <laughs> That's how you have an out-of-body experience? No, that's how you have a permanent out-of-body experience. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're out. Thank God. All right, I'm going to suicide in front of you. You ready? What? <laughs> I just think it's showing how much he doesn't care about life at this point. What about Lucy Trick and Dammers? He's crazy. 
I liked that. Yeah. I liked um, that she hit him over the head with the fire extinguisher. I did not like that the next time we see him, he doesn't have any burn marks on him. Because if you have ever put one of those on your skin, because I did it when I was like around seven years old. Oh, I opened yeah. one and Chemical I had burns, hit the side of my hand. It was inflared for days and it hurt so bad. It's so cold. I'm surprised I don't have a mark to this day because I feel like I killed my skin. Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not all the same. Different different fire extinguishers have different chemicals and stuff in them. So Maybe. Not, not all of them will burn your skin like that. But the one that I had was one that my grandfather <laughs> had in that house in from I think from the, like, 1989, yeah. maybe older. It was a really right. old one. <laughs> when the when the barn was built, it was put in. <laughs> it should not have been working. <laughs> See, Dammers didn't watch the mask. He didn't learn the lesson that pretty woman can hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess he kind of did after what he dealt with. I mean, what? He was a sex slave for six months. That's so rough, man. <laughs> yeah. And we find that out after he has to put his donut down for his hemorrhoids. Yeah. God. Yeah, they set you up to hate him so much, and then it's like, oh, by the way, you should feel bad for him, too. <laughs> it does kind of make sense that that's what's cut in the theatrical version, because we're not supposed to feel for him, and that moment yeah. kind of makes have. you feel... It's terrifying to think of having to do that. Yep. That, and then, what was it, three years, he was in a cult, and he couldn't get out? There was so much. Yep. There was it's so like many Three or four different cults things. he went into that yep. he got stuck with, but the, the, I was a sex slave. For six months yeah, for the yeah. Manson family. And there was one, and one thing he, they were into cannibalism. Yeah. He, had and to, he, he ate people. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Drank goat's like, blood. Yep. And I did yeah. all of this for my country. <laughs> and they can't, like, and it shows that it's kind of like he's saying the government doesn't take care of you, too. <laughs> they don't care <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. what you go through. This is what I gave up. <laughs> so Lucy, being a doctor, of course, stops him from shooting himself in the head. Yeah. Um, and decides to freezer burn his brain <laughs> for about 20 minutes and then revive him with warm towels. You should have had some brain damage. <laughs> he definitely should have lost some uh, brain cells in that one. Yeah, so she puts him in the freezer. That's a cool freezer door, yeah. a little window there. She's, she's like, all right, I'll revive you in 20 minutes and turns around and there's Dammer's jump scare behind her. Yeah. That was good. I don't understand the ghost dying thing. It, it, Nor do I. Yeah. It, <laughs> right at the beginning of the movie, he sprayed him in the face with bug spray and it melted his face. Right. But then later on, they get cut in a half with one of these imaginary sickles that the guy dreamt up in his head and created. And, yeah. And now they're just dead. Straight up. <laughs> he himself got shot to pieces and turned into a puddle <laughs> yeah. with his face crawling down the wall and reassembled himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Because science. <laughs> Dammers throws her in the cop car. He's taken off. She's like, I have to revive him. She's like, well, we're going back to the hospital in about 11 hours. Yeah, yeah. So she starts screaming. She remembers that bothers him. You know, you son of a bitch, let me out of this car. So he just turns up the radio. Did you catch the lyrics of the song? No. No, I don't think I It's did. that one song, you know, don't you remember you told me you love me, baby. <laughs> but then the next line as they're driving off is like, Baby, 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 baby. <laughs> like, they fuck the lines up. <laughs> At this point, we see uh, Frank step out of his body. He's now in his spirit form. Right. He's going, he's taking, he's giving chase 
this part's kind of weird because he's chasing after spirits. Right. But the living are the ones that are being the most dangerous at the time. Like, yeah. Dammers is getting ready to fuck everything up. Yeah. But he's taking chase <clears throat> after uh, the Reaper. That's where the Reaper gets hit by a semi-truck and he just gets run over by it. Yeah. Science. <laughs> so Dammers, he like puts his hands up in the car and she sees his swastika on his right hand. Right. He notices that she noticed it. And that's when he goes into the Manson family store. I knew Charlie. I was a sex slave for the family for six months. And he like freaks out. He has to get out the car and it's not opening. He's like, I went out, I went out, I went out, I went out. He gets out. And then he starts recounting the story. He rips his shirt open to show his, his roadmap of pain. Yeah. <laughs> but as he's telling the story, if you notice in that scene, he's standing about, let's say, 10 feet in front of the car with the door shut. Right. And he's like, for six months, I was... Bro, she don't fucking hear you at all. There's yeah. no hearing him in the backseat of that car. <laughs> no. He's just scary as can be. Yeah. Then him thinking that he's moving the car with his mind. <laughs> what was that? That was the most Jim Carrey shit ever. He's like, but the mind is a powerful tool. And he starts like moving his head around. I was like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Oh, that was cool, though. He didn't even that realize. That was like, all I, of what he wanted to that? say. Yeah. <laughs> Frank turns the car on, throws it in reverse. Crashes. Of course. The seventh or eighth <laughs> car crash in the movie. This one's not his fault, though. No, that gets, was more amused. Yeah. They're at the graveyard. Right. So, of course, Sergeant Hiles is there. Yeah. And he starts yelling at everybody. And then he, the Reaper starts flying up. And he's instead of doing anything, he's like, sound off like you got a pair. And that was just enough time to get your whole shit cut in half. <laughs> By the time he pulls out those two big guns, he's done. Yeah. That was annoying. I was like, damn, he didn't get a shot yeah, off. Yeah, that kind of bugged me. <laughs> Want to see him at least get a couple couple blows in? Yeah, <laughs> we saw that he's physically like a dominant character in the movie. He, yeah. he handles Frank. All ghosts in the cemetery. He's keeping them in check. Not one <laughs> of your piss and emanations. <laughs> yep. So at one hour and thirty minutes into the movie, <laughs> Frank and Johnny Bartlett have a ghost fight. This fight is my least it looks this is the dumbest shit i could watch i am watching two cartoon characters roughly interact with each other in a room two cgi characters that don't fucking work they're putting each other in chokeholds that look like shit because of course because you can't do this i hated that fight scene i'm not gonna lie that was my least favorite their fight scene after it's after he shoots him and, and like he falls apart into venom symbiote or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah and they're in the crypt fighting and it's just it looks bad thank god that wasn't the ending of course yeah. it's not the ending because we're only at the hour and 30 minute mark <laughs> still got 40 minutes of movie left <laughs> and of course now lucy he gets revived right before he can use the scythe to kill bartlett he gets revived mm-hmm. right and he yeah, tells, you kind of see a flash real quick and yeah he's like wait a minute and then he swings it starts to swing again and there's another flash and he's just gone yeah he tells lucy he couldn't stop it he didn't have time to kill him yeah and she's like who bartlett she goes, oh, I better go protect Patricia. Why the fuck? Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, she heads over to Patricia's house again. The seat of evil that that place is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she lets the mother know that she saw Frank's knife in her closet. So the two of them separate. as she's trying to get Patricia to go with her. And she follows her mom up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Quick kill. <laughs> Which we don't know. That, now that is a great part of this movie. Yeah. I have no complaints about that. She's just like, mother, runs up like she's going to 
you know, complain to her or whatever, <laughs> yeah. or try to talk to her, comes back down like, mother decided she wants to go to the cops. I take it back. It's, it's great, but they do fuck it up. At that point, when they went back to the house, I kept getting like a Norman Bates vibe off of her. Yeah. Like from that point on, it was just, she was insane. But here's his <laughs> fuck up in this part. And this is my only complaint about that scene. Because it looks great. The reveal of the mom in the bed is eerie. It's it's yeah. grotesque. It's everything it needs to be. It's too late. That should be when she realizes that Patricia's evil. And that should be the scary turn. But instead, Patricia's trying to kill her before she finds the body and then gets scared about it. No, the body needs to be the, the shock. Yeah, yeah, that should have been the trigger. That should have been it. That's my complaint there. Jake Busey in ghost form sucks. <laughs> Them in the kitchen where he's like telling her to use the knife and then she gives him like a a, a ghost knife HJ or something. <laughs> I didn't mind that yeah, so that much. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird, but I didn't mind it so much because I know the psychological part. There are certain serial killers that get off on stabbing and that's one of their things. It's a sexual thr- thrill. And that's what they were showing that she was a sexual thrill ki- uh, serial killer. Hmm. So I didn't mind that that much, only because I knew that part. Do you think that's what Peter Jackson was going for? I don't know if that's what he was going for, but that's the actual scientific part that she was getting off on it. It, it, <laughs> it fits uh, real life yeah, scenario scenarios. Kind of yeah, scenarios. <laughs> so I didn't mind that. I liked her hiding. The, this was the, the previous visit to the house, but when she Lucy notices the ashes, and then quickly Patricia grabs him up and says, oh, my father committed suicide after yeah. the murders. I like that she did that, that little hiding the fact that that was cool. That's another yeah. tidbit in there you wouldn't think to add. They have their fight, and then I think Frank shows up eventually and starts trying to help out. He's the one that finds the ashes and realizes they're Bartlett's. We have to get these to the other side. The only thing with the ashes that irritates me, if he was killed on an electric chair, she's not family. She's not one of his victims. How did she get the ashes? So that irritates me. That's an interesting question. How did she get the ashes? Right, yeah. Like, things like that irritate me. Yeah. This is the point we talked about earlier where the Elfman score kind of doesn't help anymore. Once it's yeah. the full-on chase, you got Patricia and Bartlett going after trying to kill <clears throat> Lucy and Frank at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I love that scene, though. I love the... They're, they're running through this abandoned sanitarium, but every time Frank keeps cutting back to the past... He's having like a full-on psychic episode that he can't control. Right. They even show she's trying to yell at him and he can't even see her anymore. I yep. think that's my favorite scene throughout the whole movie is I love how they did the flashback with yeah. that. I think that was – I love flashbacks usually, but the way they made this one, it was awesome. I liked it. They, they tell the story in the beginning of the movie and then we get to watch it happen at the end. That's right. That's cool. <laughs> that's when he finds out the chapel is on the fourth floor because the doctor's like <laughs> next to the chapel and – <laughs> Telling the nuns all about it. Yeah. Then he yells at the I orderly. Guess, I guess churches and chapels and all that all permanently have a beam of light. Yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> it should have been the safety spot where both uh, Lucy and Frank ran to together to stay safe. Like That should have yeah. been the automatic. Kind of like in um, Nightmare Before Elm Street, that, that was a safe place to go. You talking about Nightmare Before Elm Street the 13th? Not sure which one. There was a couple where they had to get the chapel. Seed of Chucky, Nightmare Before Elm Street, the Thirteenth, Child's Play. Is that the movie you're talking about? Not Child's Play. Don't like Child's Play. <laughs> no. No. You don't like you don't like killer dolls. It's not about the killer dolls. I just don't like their storyline. Oh man. <laughs> 
So Dammer shows up at the hospital too because he's just on him like white on rice. Yeah, he just psychically knows where they're at yeah. all the time. <laughs> he fucking blasts Lucy's head into that wall. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That that looked like it could have been a. It looked like the actress got her. shot right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. I wonder if she got hurt at that. I don't scene. know. It looked so rough though. Yeah. I'm sure there's safety precautions. Hopefully yeah. they had some kind of pad on the wall or something. It's not the. <laughs> Special effects crew from the crow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to he finds the chapel, which he should totally be able to find because he was an architect and know where that would be, but he didn't. He had to use ghost powers. <laughs> Goes to open the door and a statue starts to fall. And of course, you gotta save the statue. Right. Yeah. In this abandoned hospital. <laughs> <laughs> giving Dammers the chance to get the ashes. Normally I would be like, that's so stupid, but I've seen so many people hurt themselves over religious icons that it's so believable like i've had people be so upset about something and they'll go out of their way so nothing like that happens right but frank has given us no reason to think he would care about something like that it's not about caring it's just ingrained in your your body at birth i feel like that you're not allowed to do anything to something that's religious i mean how many bibles do we have that we cannot get rid of (laughs) well hey it needed to happen it was in the script yeah so Dammers gets the ashes, decides to let the thing loose. The worst right. thing you can do. He knows it's the worst thing you can do, but he doesn't believe in it, so he does it anyway. He's such a shit. <laughs> Lucy gets trapped in an elevator. Oh, man. So Frank gets mad that Dammers releases the ashes and grabs a crowbar. Like, all right. Yeah. You're a real asshole. And Dammers is like, yeah, I'm an asshole with a fucking Uzi. And blasts five <laughs> yeah. or six shots into Michael or. Frank's body. Yeah. But luckily, he only caught him in the arm. Yeah, it looked like he kind of grazed his rib cage and shot him in the arm, which still. It's an Uzi yeah. at point blank range. He <laughs> fires six shots into him. I hated the fact that he was like, you have to turn around. Like, I feel like at this point, he should have just shot him in the back and called it a day. <laughs> I don't know that his arm would have stopped those bullets. It seemed like he, he blocked it with his tricep. Yeah. But behind his tricep was his body parts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an Uzi at point blank range. Yeah. Uzi's not really a high caliber gun. It's just a fast firing gun. Yeah. <laughs> Which he was like caught between two guns right there. <laughs> yeah. Is this where Patricia kills Dammers? Yep. Blows his head off. He's he's walking away from Dammers after getting shot and looks up and sees her standing there with the shotgun. Yeah. It gets confusing here. There's a lot going on. That shotgun kind of threw me off. I thought I found like a like a movie flaw when I saw it. When I first saw her holding that shotgun. Because uh-huh. it looked like a double barrel shotgun. And she was pumping it. Yeah. They don't go together. <laughs> but later on, I, I realized it was just a certain model of a gun that had an extended tube on the bottom. Oh, okay. I don't know. The guns didn't seem to make sense to me from the museum. When, when the cops yeah. were able to fire like 40 shots out <laughs> yeah. of their pistols, I was like, so the guns aren't going to make sense. Yeah. And then you see an Uzi fire point blank range into Michael J. Fox's arm. And, oh, the guns don't make sense. Yeah. This is the second movie in a row where there's too much guns going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of. I wonder if you could, anybody ever counted how many shots were fired in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Patricia gets Frank in a headlock with the, with the shotgun because he's already weakened by being shot with a gun. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She chokes the life out of him, yeah. luckily. But now, so all, in this situation, all Lucy sees is Frank, Patricia, and her. That's the only mm-hmm. people in the room. Right. Patricia chokes Frank out. 
So he's dead. She watches him die. Right. She wanted to use the pickaxe, so she's in the mood for a vivisection. Yeah. She walks up to him. She doesn't know Jake Busey's there. She doesn't see Bartlett. Right. She just sees her walking up to him with a pickaxe. And when she goes to lift it up to hit her, to her knowledge, she just falls down and just lays there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Because Frank is able to pull the spirit out of Patricia's body and start right, bringing yeah. her up the corridor to entice Jake or not State Farm, but Bartlett. Uh, Busey, <laughs> Bartlett into the corridor. Yes. Lucy sees none of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, feel, I think she felt Bartliff holding her down, but she doesn't know anything. That's else. right. She is being held she's down. She's being held yeah. down by Bartliff. So she can't move and she knows she can't get to him. It just and, cracked me up. The whole time we're watching this scene of them in the corridor doing this back and forth, I'm just picturing Lucy like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, she knows that the spirits can touch her because she's felt him grab her heart at least two to three times now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a heart toucher. And that weird thing that Patricia was doing to Bartlett when she was sitting there, like massaging and stroking. Again, what is she seeing in that situation? <laughs> yeah. she was, before she picked up that pickaxe, she grabbed the knife first and she was like all excited, like, yeah, I got the knife. And he's like, no. Bartlett's like, nah. nah. And she grabs a pickaxe and she's like, how about this one? How about this? Is this just, <laughs> you, do you approve of this one? Is this one okay? Yeah, boss? hyped up. <laughs> uh, this is also the part where we, we find out Patricia's the one that killed Deborah. They have that tug of war match in the corridor. That's <clears throat> people say that's the shittiest, but I didn't have as much of a problem with that scene as I did with the Bartlett and Frank fight, yeah, ghost fight in the in the crypt because it's Frank or, or it looks like Bartlett has gotten Patricia back and they're going to go back and kill Lucy. Mm-hmm. Right. But right when they're getting ready to turn back around, the corridor turns red. Yep. And you've got these snipping tentacles <laughs> yeah. that, that just like jump up and start wrapping through their eyes and mouth and they're screaming in pain. I didn't mind that. I like. it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> it snaps them up and just sucks them down to hell. The tunnel. The tunnel hell of yeah. light changes based on who you are. <laughs> yes, dude. I like that shit. Hell tentacles, exclamation point, is my... What would have happened if you dragged there. her all the way up? Yeah, does she get to go to heaven? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I like that Frank gets to see his wife for the last time. She tells him to be happy. Yeah. Frank, he gets to see Cyrus and Stuart again, which how does that work if Stuart was swallowed by? He's already in heaven. I don't know. And then he gets to see Deborah. <laughs> she says, it's time to go home. I am home. No, it's not your time yet, man. Maybe he got, <laughs> maybe he got released when Bartlett got dragged to hell. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So you think the movie's over, but we still have about two and a half hours left of the movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think there's legitimately like 18 minutes left still. Yeah. <laughs> the bad guys are gone. Every bad guy in the movie's dead. 18 minutes of movie left. <laughs> <laughs> so they they're at the uh where are they when we cut back to them? It's it's Frank they're at and Frank's house having a picnic. Yes. Seeing the house While being his house demolished. is being demolished. Yeah. <laughs> and the sheriff shows up to tell us fucking everything we know. Yep. <laughs> and even that he shouldn't believe it all. Right. Right. And Frank even says, nice epilogue, really delivered well, or something. Like, yeah. it did, yeah. didn't... Frank, I know I'm bothering you during your picnic, but I had to let you know that everything that just happened. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, the official reporters, we think that Jake Bartlett was haunting everyone. Okay, cool. Cool, Sheriff. <laughs> Thanks for shooting at me in the museum. No apologies for that, Needy. And <laughs> yeah. then him wanting him to write a book with him. You want to write a book with me? No, you tried to kill me in the museum. <laughs> I want to put you in prison. Your whole, your whole department is going to prison. I'm suing this whole city. Um, he mentions wanting to write a book with him, and he goes, "Why don't you write it with your guardian angel?" Pointing at his car, 
freaks the sheriff out for a second. He's like, ha, ah, good one. Yeah. And we see Damers is in the back seat. Glowering, pissed yeah. off, unhappy. Like he's haunting the sheriff now. Yep. And then Lucy <laughs> says, man, Damers looked pissed. Oh, yeah, he did. How did you see that? This whole yeah. thing. Now she sees ghosts. Both things that happen in the epilogue, I would watch those spinoff shows. I would watch the sheriff if it's played by that actor and Dammer's played by that actor in their own spinoff series solving crimes. That sounds awesome. And I would watch I would watch Ray or Frank and, and, and Lucy on their ghost adventures where they both see ghosts. That sounds awesome. Right. Both spinoff shows I would watch. Never happened. Credits roll. To the worst rendition of Don't Fear the Reaper. I hated that cover. That was a bad yeah, cover. Someone slaughtered. Great. Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> the band was called the Mutton Birds, like a New Zealand band. Didn't like it. If you're going to get the rights of the song, just have Blue Oyster Cult sing the song. Yeah, really. Back to our other book. Where did the. Uh, what gave her the idea to do the Reaper thing on, on him at the end of the movie? When she put the blanket up over her head and started running at him like a Reaper. Yeah, she doesn't know what that looks she like, never right? She saw it. She wouldn't have no idea. <laughs> Did you guys know this is the 25th anniversary of the film? No. Well, I suppose in July it is. What is that? Pincher? Yep. <laughs> Come on, right like at me. I them. <laughs> Babby will just pick them up, no problem. They skeeve me out. Yeah. So They look like they bite. <laughs> they don't. But they bite with their butt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you guys think? I liked it. I thought it was an enjoyable movie to watch. You've you've had it too long, but <laughs> which it was. It was too longer than it needed to be. But I think it would have been phenomenal if it was a little shorter. Yeah, I'd say cut out the ghost fight in the crib. I it say really cut out movie. every time Frank's in a car. <laughs> I'm just not sure what they're trying to say with those scenes. Right? Nothing. It's like, are we supposed to think this guy is incompetent? Because that's what you're doing when you always have him crash his car everywhere. Yeah, I forget exactly what happened at the end when he ended up in the same position as when he's when his wife died. I forget exactly what caused the accident there. He's drinking. No, he's talking about the oh. the, the second time he with Magda. The ditch. Yeah, it was um, Bartlett in Reaper form was like had the scythe. Oh, okay, under he his was neck. fighting him in the car. Yeah, that's he was right. kind of yeah, fighting. Yeah. But all I mean, you're the one driving that fast. The first time he crashes into the gut into their lawn, it was because he dropped something and he was he dropped his business cards floor to pick it up. And when he looked up, there was a truck coming right at him. Yeah. Then he was driving like an idiot through the funeral processions because he didn't want to wait. That pissed me off. We didn't talk about that scene. Which one? When he drives like an idiot into the funeral procession. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Even the judge is like driving on the curb and the sidewalk. Yeah. And the grass. <laughs> Man, I one time. One time in my whole driving life, one of those was going by. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. No one ever told me what it was. I'd never seen one before. Broad daylight. Everybody got their headlights on. Everyone's driving through red lights. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. Cops are there. No one's having a problem with it. So I fucking got behind the last car, threw <laughs> my know. hazards on, and just started riding through red lights. I'm like, this is dope. <laughs> Later found out what it was. Felt like the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> and now to this day, I will never do... I, I always pull off to the side of the road. I don't care if it's four lanes away from me. Yeah. I'm going to pull off out of respect. Mm-hmm. And Because I'm so mad at myself for doing that the first time. And watching him almost kill someone in that funeral... Oh, man. I had like a visceral response of hatred for him in that <laughs> yeah. moment. I have to get somewhere. Shut the... F- <laughs> that was when he was racing to the house that they just set up trying to make their big score. Yeah, I have to go make a lot of money, so I'm going to almost kill <laughs> yeah. someone in a funeral yeah. march. No, 
My, my ghosts have places to be. I got to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That stuff kind of hurt it for me. I guess it's character building. It's like, well, this is a quirk he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, I it's... As many times as he crashed that car, it still... It never looked wrecked. Yeah. Well, it, it, it looked, was on his side. It looked old, but... Well, yeah, a little bit. I don't think we see it again after that, do we? <laughs> yeah. Not, no, that was the last time. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. For my first time seeing it, I, I definitely liked it. I liked yeah. Chai, Chai McBride. Don't try and figure out the science, but... Yeah. Don't <laughs> overthink it. Yeah. Enjoy it for what it is. The second watch through was tough. The first watch through, I'm not taking notes. I'm not trying to learn anything. I'm just right. watching the movie. And then you see Danny Elfman, like, oh, that's dope. Robert Zemeckis, <laughs> oh, that's dope. Peter Jackson, oh, dope. But yeah, it's... If you can watch the theatrical cut, I think, yeah. and then look up online to see the scene of Dammers talking about how he... <laughs> How he went undercover in all those sects because it's a little, it was a little too much. It's just and it's Peter Jackson's issue, man. It's he. It's yeah. the same people. People complain about it in Lord of the Rings. People complained about it a lot in the Hobbit series. They complain about it in King Kong. Just they were too long. They're just too long. Yeah. I mean, look at the documentary about the movie. It's four hours long. It worked for Justice League. Snyder Cut worked. That was a four-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it did, but I mean, it's a comic book movie. I mean, yeah. it has a huge audience right now. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, we didn't. I didn't look at the time once in that movie. Now I can't say that about this one. When, yeah. <laughs> when after the museum scene, which I had thought was the end of the movie, I looked at the time. I'm like, wow, we still have an hour and a half left. And then after, like, there was a few times I had to check the time. That's why my notes I had the, the time markers. You probably thought when uh, when they had that ghost fight when I thought that was the ending. Yeah, when he shot him to pieces. Yeah. Nope. Still about an hour and a half left. <laughs> every, every every scene, there's still about an hour and a half left. <laughs> But no, it's fun. It's it's a little long, but it doesn't hurt the movie too much. Yeah. It's funny that you say you had a harder time the second time watching it. I had a harder time the first time watching it. I just wanted to get over and done with. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. Because I missed all the things that they're getting to make the movie actually make sense the first time. I just didn't understand the beginning of the movie. Like, why she was running through the house and why she was even there when we go to Frank. Like, all those things because I didn't understand what they were getting to irritated me. So the second time it made more sense. So the second time I actually understood what they were talking about, so it caught my interest more where I wanted to sit there and watch it. Where the first time I was like, why the heck are we doing this? (laughs) So we got our worst scenes out, right? In our opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I already told you what my favorite scene was, the flashbacks. Flashbacks are great. I really like the uh like the news footage, the black and white footage that ends up all being that was crew. Good. That yeah. was that was cool. Jake Busey was good in that stuff too. Yeah. Jake Busey's good in this. He's I don't, I usually I, I mean, even in this really, he he's kinda what I call an over actor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it 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 works for his personality, I guess. In this movie, that that character works that way. Yeah, I would go. I mean, we can't rate it on a horror thing, can we? Is it a horror? I think my favorite was anything to do with Arlie Ermy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. That guy's great. It's kind of like Beetlejuice and Elvira and stuff like that. Kind of rated. Like. Yeah, I'm gonna I, go up there. I'm gonna go. Yeah, even after they added stuff into it to go along with the R rating, I don't think it really still deserved it. No. The, his head getting popped off and he is immediately yeah, was, a ghost. It was and pretty fine. clean. It wasn't gory. Yeah. You know? The fact that he's immediately a ghost shows like, oh, but he's okay. Yeah. I think the only blood In we saw way. was her mom. Yeah. Wasn't it? The mom looked 
legit scary on that bed. Yeah. And that was a great turn. I wish they did it right, though. I wish yeah. that was how we found out Patricia was evil, not, oh, I tried to stab you with a knife and you got away and now you found the body. Yeah. So it's got its flaws. And, and the CG doesn't help it a lot. It was, they really went for it and they didn't get it in certain things. Like they really didn't get it with the cloaks. Yeah. It's not really their fault. It's just, their capabilities at yeah. the time really he was I, just excited about cg and wanted to go for it and yeah. just wasn't there yet i feel like if they went back to this movie and just clipped out a couple of parts and just realigned the scene with her mom and then her stabbing yeah it would be 10 times better of a movie and you can't really say that about some movies that just a couple things need to be clipped and they don't even right. have to change the storyline the technology just that they have change now, they could probably go back and remake all the cgi in this oh yeah probably no keep question. everything original but redo the cgi parts and it would blow up again i think i think with this <laughs> one i think about the movie first blood when we talked about that how long the movie was originally yeah. and how they actually saved it was a piece of crap <laughs> and they saved it by cutting 40 minutes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie makes me think, you probably would have had a banger. It could have helped, yeah. If you had just trimmed some of that fat. Yeah. It, it had, I mean, there was a bunch of things going against it. Yeah. When it came out. They had, they were competing against Sylvester Stallone. The, yeah. The, the movie poster really didn't tell you anything. Poster tells you nothing. They they what they intended fully to release it around Halloween. Have been released when around the general Halloween. audience wanted to watch this yeah. movie. Not not in the middle of summer. No. <laughs> I'm the only cuckoo head that likes to go to horror movies in the middle of summer. Oh, yeah. You're everything. always going to have those people that just love <laughs> horror movies and want to go right. see it. But on Halloween, man, you're getting everyone. Yeah. yeah. People don't think about it all year long are going yeah. to see these, uh, these movies. And this one hasn't really gotten that cult classic status yet, I think. No. And it should. Yeah. There's a lot to this one. I mean, it's not the greatest movie we ever reviewed, but... I would watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I had never seen it, and Definitely. I was surprised. Well, I think that's Fun. the big thing. Nobody knows it's out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you see the image of that poster. You know <laughs> that image, but I know that image like from ten different this other was, movies. This was the last movie Michael J. Fox did, right? Right after this one, he decided he didn't want to be. Oh, so yeah, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's during this movie, I think. Yeah. He was diagnosed in 1990. This movie came out in 94. He didn't tell the public until 98. Uh, Okay. I think he said this was when he first started getting sick. But it was was just as much a big part that, and also he didn't want to be away from his family. Yeah. Because they were in New Zealand for six months doing this. Yeah. I think it may have something to do with Dee Wallace. While Dee Wallace was filming, her husband died. He had gotten oh, yeah. sick. He was in the hospital. She had flew, flown back to visit him. And he was like, I'm fine. I'm out of surgery. Go back. Do your job. And she was supposed to pay the studio back. The studio paid for all the travel from New Zealand yeah. to America, back to New Zealand. She was going to pay him back. And the next morning, I think it was, the next day, he he passed. All right. And they were on set. So she had to go get her daughter, bring her daughter to the set. And supposedly the guys were great. They made her, They made one of those rigs for the babies for the Aww. daughter to play on. Wow. The baby that's floating, the the bald headed baby, yeah. <laughs> that's her. That's Peter Jackson's son. Yeah, that's the director's son. <laughs> but I think that may have had something to do with Fox not wanting to go do these New Zealand movies after watching her mm-hmm. husband die. Of course, he's getting sicker. At the time, they didn't do a lot of movies in New Zealand. This was kind of a rare thing. This was that was the reason Peter Jackson was doing it. He wanted. Yeah. To, I mean, this is where he did Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Yeah. He was trying to show that you can make great movies with the people of New Zealand. Yeah. He is an Australian director, right? Or is he from New Zealand? 
I'm not sure. I don't know where he's from. He's either from Australia or New Zealand. I didn't look that up. And I, yeah, I know he's not from his, US, his need I, I to film remember. in New Zealand makes me think maybe he's from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that may very well be. Yeah. A little bit of an industrial light and magic in this one. Yeah. The head supervisor <laughs> of industrial light and magic came over and he was the one that convinced Peter Jackson that you, you need more money. <laughs> You've got <laughs> yeah. some great scenes here, but you need more money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go seven. It seems like a cop. That's out. what I thought yeah. too. Yeah. I was thinking of seven. Also. Why does seven make you feel like you might as well not even rate it? <laughs> it doesn't make me feel that I'd, way. I'll tell you straight out I if know, I want I, it to be a I two. think I liked it a little better than that. I'm going to go eight. I think we need to have a five-star system. <laughs> yeah. So that those two stars mean so much more at the end. Yeah. But yeah, eight's, eight's good. I feel like you can carve this into a fucking fantastic movie. It's all <laughs> there. The fantastic movie is in this movie. Yeah. But you got to chip away some of the other stuff around it. Might need it. a little bit of a re-edit. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be Peter hard. Jackson. Yeah. Don't, like, don't, I love that. Don't, don't have Zack Snyder do it. No, yeah. <laughs> so I added four more hours. I'm telling you, for the man to do his own documentary of the making of The Frighteners, and his documentary is four hours long. Yeah, that's insane. Of course it is. And of course I can't even find it. <laughs> to me, this movie hit on, like, two of my pet peeves. I like things explained. I like it. Everything put together. And it did that. And it kept my interest with the characters. I wanted more Cyrus. I wanted more Judge. Yeah. I didn't like that after the Judge gets cut in half in the museum, we don't see him again. He's not in heaven. Notice he's not in heaven. But she is the hanging judge, so you may not have much business in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but why can't Rustler go to heaven? All dogs go to heaven, I thought. So that's bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how we felt about the movie. Um, but the story, the conversation doesn't have to end there. You can tell us your thoughts. Moviesagainsttime at gmail.com. Instagram's Movies Against. Let us know what you thought. Anything we might have missed, gotten wrong. Maybe a suggestion for next time. <laughs> Just remember, if you have a haunting, call Frank Bannister. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoop.